I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lifestyle Tuesday. I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to come on in the morning at 11 o'clock, but it's now 4 p.m. and hopefully some of you might be able to join me live. Um, for, so for those of you who are listening on the podcast, thank you for choosing this episode. I hope that this will bring a lot of, um, you know, give you a lot of tips, especially when it comes to sleeping. So today's topic is about you know tips to sleep soundly, and the reason why I want why I want to talk about this is because, well, number one, it's a huge epidemic right that's happening right now. A lot of people, a lot of women, have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, sometimes you know even the talk about sleep or the mention of the word sleep can cause us to feel a lot of anxiety and. Um, it's something that comes with a lot of pressure too, I find. So we're going to be talking a, a lot about this uh, all throughout today. And if you're here live, say hi and drop any questions. And also, you know, let me know what you have tried to help you to sleep better. First of all, um, I also want to say that this episode is coming to you a week before my sleep challenge, which is happening next week. So the sleep challenge is basically for PCOS women who have irregular ovulation and wants to have that by helping, by, um, you know, trying to find ways to sleep better. Because as I will teach you in the challenge, you know, regular ovulation is not only about, you know, uh, foods or hormones, but it's also about sleep because sleep is highly tied to um, our hormonal system. So, you know, basically our circadian rhythm is very linked to our natural rhythm of the body, including like our ovaries and digestion. So, you know, whenever we get up in the morning, our cortisol level, our hormone would actually rise and it's supposed to keep rising and rising. And that is the hormone that helps us to get out of bed to, okay, be like, you know, more energized and get moving sort of thing. Your body is like, you know having going through the movements to wake up and cortisol typically peaks around noon right in the middle of the day um right kind of like right before lunch and cortisol actually drops in the evening and this is when it signals melatonin to come out so basically cortisol and melatonin they kind of do a dance together if if you can think about it that way like you know cortisol rises in the day and melatonin rises at night and unfortunately for a lot of us in our modern society, um, it's kind of like the opposite. So we have trouble getting up. If you have trouble getting, getting out of bed and you feel groggy, um, it just means that your cortisol level is not rising high enough to get you going. You don't have enough fuel in your tank. You don't have the motivation to actually go up and do the things that you need to be done. And 
you know, when your cortisol is rock bottom like that, it's usually because you have gone through a long phase of having very high cortisol. So it's kind of like, you know, like a burning out of cortisol, if you can think about it that way. And um, so what I mean by opposite is that, so cortisol is really low in the morning, and then it actually gets a little higher at night, or it kind of stays flat. And that's also a symptom of low cortisol. And what this happens is, you know, when we have too much cortisol at night, it's really hard to fall asleep because your body doesn't know that it is time to calm down or it's time to relax. And this is partly due to a lot of environmental factors. So I'm sure you can guess by now, light is a really, really big thing. Melatonin is only secreted by the pineal gland in response to darkness. Um, you know, in a modern society, there's a lot of light pollution that's happening, not only in your house, right, but like from your neighbors. Like if your whole house was in complete darkness, some kind of light will still filter through, right? It will still filter through your curtains or your bathroom. Like you would still have some kind of glow, um, you know, through the neighborhood. And so this is really important to take note of. Like if you want your melatonin to rise a little more, you need to focus on reducing the amount of light that your eyes are exposed to, especially at night. So that is one tip, okay? So tip number one is light. Um, and I'm also, you know, I can talk so much about light, like what, what kind of light, right? And um, obviously it's like the blue light from TV, from our screens, from our phones. If you can, you know, just stare into fire like candles or using a salt lamp, something that's like yellow light or dimmer, um, and just spend like 30 minutes to an hour just in that light right before you go to bed. That is going to help you to fall asleep so much better. And I have personally done this and I have personally found myself to be sleeping, falling asleep much faster than before. Um, especially your phone. Like if you don't already put a blue light filter on it at night, please do. Because being on your phone at night is like just the worst um, to help your sleep cycle regulate. Um, so do the blue light filter on and then, you know, when you're like spending that time in dimmer light, try not to be on your phone too. Like you can just listen to things, but then make sure your phone screen is dark, right? Like you can listen to a podcast or some sleep sounds, you can do meditations. Those are the things that I love to do, like especially meditations at night. Um, because right after the meditations, I can literally feel my body relax, my heart rate go down, your body's relaxed in bed, um, especially if you do them lying down, you will fall asleep so easily and so quickly. So that is my second tip. Um, you know, do relaxing things in addition to lowering light in your environment. Um, the third thing, you know, obviously with light, you might be already thinking like, okay, can I wear like blue blocker glasses? And obviously you can. Um, they, I have heard that, you know, some of the cheaper ones, and I use them too, like the cheaper ones, um, they may not work to a certain extent. You know, some of that could just be placebo. And for me, I think it's, place it's a combination of placebo and it's kind of like filtering out some of the blue light. Um, but over time, I just find that, you know, after like my max is like nine o'clock and I just want to go away from TV. Like 9 p.m., I'll go to my bed, and I'll do my routine of, like, just checking in with myself, do some journaling, reflecting on the day, like, spending some time with my cats, my plants. I love, 
actually water my plants at night. It's really weird. But it just gives me the sense of like um, just chilling out, you know, and not having like a to-do list to think about or especially like it gets rid of your mind thinking about the next day, right? Like um, when I was doing my interviews for my sleep challenge, a lot of people tell me, yeah, I can't fall asleep because I always think about my next day to-do list or my mind is racing even though my body's tired um and that can be a lot like so you know try to do calming things and activities that actually make you present right within your body so like meditating uh yin yoga is great i love playing with my cats you know as i said like watering my plants those are activities that make help me to really focus on something else rather than you know just letting my brain wander and think about you know let it like just run on anxiety that is anxiety is not your friend when it comes to sleeping so that is the third tip i've already lost track but anyway so the next tip is to so we looked at light right we looked at like looking at relaxing activities because you need to move into a parasympathetic state um the next tip i would have for you is to actually uh look at the temperature in your room so you know some of us like Actually, most of us, we tend to like a cooler temperature, but to be honest, I like it a little bit warmer because when it gets too cold, my body can't regulate it very well. And obviously, I think this really depends on your own body too. Like if you have hypothyroidism, um, you might feel a little more cold than usual. Um, if you have poor circulation in your joints or in your extremities, it's not like me. Um, I do tend to like it a little bit warmer, but I always open the windows so that I at least have ventilation. So what you want to do is not to have to sleep in a stuffy room. Um, have ventilation, you know, through the windows. Um, and then just make sure you're cozy at a temperature. So that's another thing. Um, what else? So I also talk, I'm also wanting to talk about um, digestion. So food is a big thing. And, you know, if we're eating too close to our bedtime, our body is really, really busy trying to digest the food. And when our body is doing that, um, it can lead to light and restless sleep. And so I, you know, I would totally recommend like eating three hours before bedtime because when you do that, um, your body has a chance to digest and it won't, you know, try to like wake you up in the middle of the night or something like that. And on that note, also don't go to bed hungry. Like if you are like trying to fast or whatever, like do not go to bed hungry because when your body is asleep, um, you know, it's actually doing a lot of things. Like, you know, when we think about sleeping, it's like, oh, she's just kind of like, she, she looks dead, right? Like just kind of sleeping. And like all we know is like, okay, our breathing slows down. It's very calming. But actually um, in yourself, everything is working tirelessly. Like like your liver is working overtime to like get rid of the toxins that you accumulate during the day. Your brain is detoxing because it absorbs so much information from like everything, right? That you listen and watch throughout the day or your interactions with people. Your brain is like storing memories. Um, you know, all these kind of things, like all your cells, they kind of just have to like go through this whole flushing process. And it's actually really busy. So if your body also has um, and it needs fuel, right? It needs energy for all of this. So if your body is kind of starved from food and you go to bed hungry, um, 
your body is going to give you a shot of adrenaline in the middle of the night and you're like you, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be like okay like what's wrong with me right now like i can't go to i can't go back to bed and sometimes you'll wake up hungry um, or you just wake up and you can't fall asleep and this is your body's way of trying to keep you alive because it's thinking that you're out in the wild not having enough food or something like that and it wants to keep you alive right like it doesn't want you to like die in your sleep so basically that is the body's primal biological process and so this is really important um, to not go to bed hungry okay and especially if you have blood sugar issues it's so important to get your blood sugar regulated throughout the day um, especially for PCOS women too you know if you have insulin resistance you want to make sure that um, you stay away from like high sugar stuff make sure you have a lot of protein and fat and make sure you're you know having like your meal three hours before bedtime you're full you're not like super hungry or anything um, you know and a quick tip for you like if you do feel hungry and you do want a little snack and it's getting a little late but you know just offer some fat I think fat is like the greatest thing to help with sleep and I know that you know carbohydrates also have um, tryptophan which is like the precursor of melatonin um, but to be honest like sometimes if you have blood sugar problems or insulin resistance um, that carbohydrate might not be working very well for you um, it might cause your insulin to go up and down or you know go on overdrive again so I feel like fats is a good safe point and obviously here you also want to make sure that your digestion system is working properly you want to make sure that you are able to digest fats and that you actually have a gallstone I know some clients who actually do not have a gallstone and they think it's just normal it's really important to have gallstone because bile is concentrated in there and bile helps to break down fats so um, as I was saying, so when you want to have a snack, just, you know, go for like a tablespoon of like nut butter or go for some nuts. Nuts are great. You can do a little bit of yogurt, um, you know, just something not crazy, like definitely not anything sugary or anything laden with MSG because that is just going to stimulate more excitatory neurotransmitters in your brain, especially glutamate. And you don't want that. You want GABA to rise up um, and GABA is your calming neurotransmitter. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a snack, those are really good options. Obviously, um, you know, other some nutrient boosting foods would include like herbal teas, like chamomile, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, I will be going into real depth into all of these sleep tips and even more actually, like the ones I'm giving you today are very general. Um, for example, day two of my challenge is totally only about food and blood sugar regulation and about cortisol and melatonin so if you really want to know learn more about that go sign up for my challenge I'll be putting it in the comments box later um, so you know that is also another tip that I have for you um, so I just want to know like you know after hearing all of this what have you tried to sleep better and is your sleep you know becoming better or is it actually becoming worse you know sometimes our sleep is also due to like our mind right like our, or our emotions like if we go to bed with a lot of repressed emotions that can come up too um, it comes up as depression or anxiety and I think mental health is also a huge factor here so we really want to just take note take charge of like whatever that we're bringing into the bedroom with us definitely no TV in bed by the way no TV or anything like that this just popped up for me like 
use your bedroom for just a sanctuary use your bedroom for just sleeping and sex and like you can use it for journaling or meditation that sort of thing like keep it kind of you know safe and like a a separate space from where you work because that's really really important and that is also going to help you sleep better so that is all i have for you today um those are some really general tips um you know sometimes some of the things there might or might not have struck out to you like i do know like you know msg foods that increase stimulation in the brain most people may not know that um, just keep in mind that you know there are a lot of tips waiting for you in my challenge coming up next week and it's going to be happening here excuse me it's going to be happening here in the facebook group and if you're listening on the podcast you have two requests to join the facebook group um, i will send you a link once you sign up for the challenge it is completely free and you will get daily emails and interactions with me for four days you will also have discounted access to um, a sleep deprivation module by Dr. Cheryl Com, which she has so generously um, offered to us. So definitely go check that out so you can learn more about sleep. Um, this is a really very underrated and fundamental basic of you know lifestyle. Um, it should not be glorified and it's super important to get your hormones in balance and especially if you're looking to get regular periods and regular ovulation um, if you're looking to conceive. So that's all for me today. Um, you know, you can re-listen to this episode in the Facebook group or on the podcast. And if you're on the podcast, um, just leave me a five-star review, letting me know what you think about the podcast, and that will also help um, other people to listen to it. So thank you, and I'll see you next week.